0: Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. I think we could all use a little love in our lives. How about a love necklace? from Del Pozo Jewelry, floating 14-karat gold and white diamond initials that send love vibes to a world that needs it so badly. What you believe in is what you are. Believe in love with the love necklace. Go to luxury. That's D-E-L-P-O-Z-Z-O luxury for your love necklace. Welcome back, warrior women. As we continue to dive into the word devotion this month, today's episode is about devotion to finding your soulmate. Whether you're single, married, divorced, separated, or happily on your own, there are always insights to gain. I was talking to a gorgeous single mom this past weekend and realized two things. If you're out in the world doing big things, you need a Douglas Emhoff. You need a second gentleman. I mean, how do you think Kamala? Got as far as she did. She has the support of a really great man. He supports her big dreams. Secondly, women need mentors, but not male mentors. We need female mentors. Many times I've seen women give their power, their ideas, their lives to men completely, all to be left on their own. I think women need female mentors, and men should be partners, people to share ideas with, people to love and get support, but more as equals. All right, well, today's guest is a matchmaker, and she knows a lot about dating and marriage and what brings two people together, and it might not be what you think. So let's get into it. But first, have you left us a positive review yet? Please do. Leave us a five-star review because that helps us shoot right up in the algorithm. Thank you so much in advance to the people who are already doing it. Thank you so much. It's inauguration time. History is being made as Kamala Harris is the first female VP and the first Black woman and first South Asian woman to take the position. Can you hear that glass ceiling breaking? Now, the giving artist Joy Benenson is making gorgeous merch of Kamala, artwork, prints, and even a fabulous mug that I use, of course. Go to givingartist.org and search for Joy Benenson's art. All proceeds go to charity. Today we welcome Tammy Pickle, Vice President at Elite Connections, to the show. Welcome Tammy. Tammy is a matchmaker and dating expert who has been successfully matchmaking her clients for 22 years, which I think is impossible because I'm looking at her and she looks 16, so that's confusing. (laughs) She also runs a nonprofit with her mom called Party With A Purpose, where they raise money to help needy and homeless teens and youth in Venice, California. Tammy's going to tell us what it takes to find love in a pandemic. Oh my God. I don't even know. And even some tips for us married people on maybe how to stay married. Cause I mean, we all want to just kill our husbands right now. Tammy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. I mean, let me just tell you people, if you've seen someone cuter than Tammy, just let me, let me just say you haven't. She's like (laughs) the most gorgeous thing. So the fact that she's like, I've been doing this for 22 years. I'm like, did you start when you were 10? Oh, so uh, get- you're
1: sweet. I kind
0: of did. You kind of did. <laughs> you kind of did. Okay. So we're going to get into that. All right, Tammy, I've never met a matchmaker in my life. I feel like you've got like a voodoo. Like I'm like, I'm really into you right now. I, this is very exciting. But first I want to know, I know this is a family business, but I just want to say when you were little, did you? is this what you thought you would be doing? Or what did you think you were going to do when you grew up when you were like a little girl?
1: You know, I always knew I would help people in some way. I kind of wanted to get into psychology, counseling. And then I kind of did go that route. I went to school, got my degree in psychology. I was like, do I get my master's? Do I work in a school program? Do I work with kids? Do I work with adults? I wasn't quite sure where I was, was going to go. And my mom has had this amazing company. And then I really started working with her more and helping my clients and matching them and becoming friends with them. And that's when I fell in love with what I do is really helping people. And they call me and they're like, Tammy, if you have me the one, that just meant everything to me. So I was able to help people in a different way. It yeah. kind of fell into my lap. And, you know, I am just grateful to be able to do this every day and help people find the person they're wanting to meet.
0: I mean, it's a great, I can't imagine how many people are thanking you. That's amazing. It is a family business. You kind of alluded to this, but what was it like to grow up around that? Cause like you, did you, did you, so you, you kind of, ended up kind of getting into it. You, you were kind of going another route, but you ended up kind of getting into it because you really liked it. But what is it like to grow up around a mother who's a matchmaker? Like what, you know, is it, is it like a, like a funny thing? Are people just finding her in the street? Like, help me.
1: It's funny story though, because one of my first matches, she was actually single. She was in real estate. She joined a matchmaker when I was 13. She brought home some videotapes and we sat down together and I helped Pick out this match for her.
0: Thirteen and years they, old. You are matching people.
1: I was thirteen. She brought up video to, and I'm like, he likes to ski. He has two kids. He owns a car dealership, and so I picked him out. And that's my stepdad. They've been together ever since. That is how.
0: Yeah. So that's how You're she saying, got into the business. A match for your mom. Yes. I cannot with you. Yes. And you have a proven success rate since you were 13 years old.
1: Right. And then that's how she started her business. She just is like, well, it worked for me. That was a great way of meeting someone. So then she started her own company just after meeting
0: her husband. That And I mean, then has so owned the it ever since. Born out of basically her matchmaking experience where she had such a positive experience. She was like, I want to help other people have the same positive experience. Exactly. Exactly. So it worked for her. So then she started her company 27
1: years ago. So then I kind of grew up in the business, but really started working with her full time when in my twenties. And then, you know, we've kind of established and grown from one office. We had one. Pacific Palisades office, and now we have about 13 nationwide and international offices.
0: I mean, I can't deal with this. I, you're 13 years old. No wonder you like this and you wanted to get into it. You, you, first of all, successfully match-made your stepfather and your mother. I know, and I love him to death. I'm yeah.
1: like, oh my God, he's like the one we need in our lives, and he was, and he is, and he's
0: incredible. I mean, uh, all I could say is I would be like, I'm a genius, and this is in my blood. So, uh, right. so I now I understand why you're doing this, and I get it. Now, how did you meet your husband? Did you use a matchmaker for your husband?
1: No, we were young at the Country Line Dancing Bar, um, <laughs> Borderline actually. It's got the the bad name to it, you know, the sh- the shooting at Borderline. And, and oh my know. gosh, yeah, I know. It's so sad. So it's closed down and no longer. But it used to be a fun place when you were underage. <laughs>
0: Okay. So you did not use a matchmaker for your husband. I got it. Okay. So I feel like there's a new challenge around every corner, every, everyone that is coming on this podcast, they have their normal challenges and the normal things they're going through. And then just put the pandemic on top of that, just to make it even more saucy. Um, what's been, you think the biggest struggle either personally or professionally, um, that you've had to overcome uh, as of late,
1: just being on top of everyone in your home. Like I am just like, trying to keep my kids busy and keep them sane and active and, you know, hanging out with a few friends here and there and just like trying to find baseball teams that they can play with. My little one, I have a seven and a nine year old and the the nine year old has his own thing going on, but my little one's like, I got nothing to do. So I'm just trying to keep everybody busy, trying to stay out of people's hair, you know, trying to stay out of your husband's hair and just get out and try to, have some fun experiences and keep them busy. These poor kids having to not be in school and not having their sports and not having their friends. It's a lot. And then with business, I mean, during the shutdown, nobody was really meeting anyone. No one was reaching out. It has gotten better because now things are starting to open up and they're like, I don't even care. I'll go like on a Zoom date. I don't even care anymore. So there's a lot of people meeting that way where they are they might be scared to, to meet in person, but they're, they're virtually chatting, getting to know each other that way. And that's been a positive because they've been giving people a, a chance, really getting to know them like friendship wise having like a foundation versus like one first date and then writing them off. No, I'm not feeling it. So, and then things are starting to open up. People are going on, you know, picnic dates or hike hikes and, and, you know, meeting in person. And and people are just not wanting to be at home any longer and they're sick of it. And they're like, I'm done. Like, let's, let's like move on. I don't want to be alone anymore. Help me find someone. So we've been, we've been busier the last few months, but during like the initial, you know, six month lockdown. It was, it was a struggle. It was a struggle for everyone.
0: Yeah. Yes. I can see. Cause I mean, well, that's, first of all, that's an interesting thing that you bring up though, is that people seem like they're kind of getting some patience because I think in the past, like you're saying, yes, you set, you set someone up on a date and they'd be like, nah, she wasn't that great. blah. But now people are so like, they so desperate for connection. I yeah. mean, I meet people on Zoom all the time and I'm so grateful for it. Like, I just met you today. We haven't met before. Yeah. It's and, I'm, and I really like you and it's fun to talk to you. Like, I think people have realized, well, what's the alternative? I'm sitting in my house staring at the four walls. Like, th- it's nice to be able to have a nice conversation with somebody. And like, it, and that's a really a great thing. So if that's kind of, if some patience has kind of been born out of that, and you know what? It probably slows the sexual stuff down. Sure, right? you really got to get to know someone because you're not-
1: having a one-on-one in- person you know chemistry connection so it's gotta it's gotta start with a good foundation which i think is the most important thing in a relationship is having a good foundation that's what's gonna
0: bring you through the long haul a hundred percent a hundred percent well that's really interesting um what about like what what do you think the best advice like what's the best advice you give your clients while they're waiting to meet the love of their life because I know that's also like a patient's thing, right? Like you just kind of want to meet somebody you're lonely, especially this pandemic, you know, you just want to meet somebody you can connect with what, like when they're having a hard time, like, what do you tell them?
1: Um, you know, not to be desperate to find someone like be happy, find your happy, whether that's activities and hobbies, your friends, your family, your children. Um, don't be desperate to have to find someone to fill a void. Like, Be happy internally and whatever it is that you need to do to to find your happy, but somebody isn't going to make you happy. You really have to be happy, you know, with yourself and your life and where you are with your goals and your career and what you look like and just all those things. You know, yeah, people, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to find a better job. I want to live in, uh, I own my own home. I want this. I want, so find your happy, you know, don't, don't think that finding someone is gonna all of a sudden bring all the joy you ever needed into your life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just do you and like, you know, uh, yes, along the way, be open-minded to the right person. So many times people come to me and they're, they're kind of close-minded with what they're looking for, um, with age parameter, what the person looks like, what the person does. They have like a specific person in their head. And I, I, I always have to advise them to be more open-minded to someone that maybe you wouldn't have wanted to meet or be interested in meeting because maybe your type is the wrong type and you're going after someone that you shouldn't be. So being open-minded and thinking outside of the normal box of your typical look or what you're attracted to or, you know, the same industry or whatever it is, being open to other possibilities is just going to open up your eyes to different people and you don't know until you try and see if there's a connection with that person because you never know unless you try. So that's a big thing is just really being open-minded with, with new possibilities. I know all my clients personally, and sometimes I have to talk them into meeting each other. Yes, I know they're a few years older than you wanted. They're not exactly the height or location or this or that but I really think that there could be a connection there. And usually they're open-minded to talking and meeting. And typically I'm right about it. So you don't know until you try. And sometimes it takes someone, you know, to kind of push like a friend onto you. Oh, I think he's great. I feel like you have this in common. I feel like, you know, it's going to be a good connection, but sometimes pushing it on someone, it opens up their eyes and like, oh, you're right. Like we do have a lot in common. No, he's not typically my type, but I'm super
0: interested. I mean, Tammy, I'm just over here thinking of some single friends, and I might have to secretly hire you just to just to make something interesting happen. So you must be meeting, like this is what's funny, right? You're meeting the guys and the women. Yeah. So, and you're so you do know better than the person, right? The person's just looking at a picture or watching a video. But you've actually talked to these people. So you know their hearts a little bit and they're a little bit more of their minds. So you're sometimes seeing something that the other person's like, no, he's yeah. too old. Or he, you know, doesn't like to ski. Right. Or And you're thinking like, dude, come You'd on. You'd be perfect together. You don't even know it, but you would be. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know. that you, you actually might like each other. You just don't know it yet. So that's really right. interesting. I like that. I like that because you're getting it from both sides and you do have this window in. To I, like each other,
1: and I get feedback on all the dates, which is like so amazing to see how they're treating people, what they're saying, how they're interacting with people. You know, it's like a friend introducing friends, and and you're getting the the background on what happens and whatnot, and then I can like help relay what may happen if you said something stupid like if you're talking <laughs> about your ex too much if you're talking about your drama
0: but that's you know like you need you need yeah. to know like okay you gotta stop talking about your ex your the date does not want to hear about her no no right
1: and you don't even realize you're doing it sometimes like sometimes somebody has to intervene and let you know and the person you're with is probably not gonna tell you because it's like awkward and or they don't even want to see you again so they don't want to get into it but mm-hmm. sometimes it's good to know
0: you know, why you're messing things up. A hundred percent. Or why you're right. still single. And maybe you've been right. trying and trying and trying. And then now you're like, why am I still single? And then you find out like, okay, this is maybe why maybe you, maybe you talk about yourself too much. Maybe you don't ask the other person about themselves. I mean, you know, yeah, right. you're right. That's, that's really, that's good feedback. If you're willing to listen to it, Tammy. Right. Some people well, are so like, many times, oh. right, right. So many times people
1: are on- online, app dating, and they're like, Well, we went on a date and I never heard from them again, you know, and and you don't really know why or what happened or if they weren't attracted or if you did something wrong. So it's kind of nice to get that, you know, oh, you know, they just weren't feeling the chemistry or they, you know, didn't appreciate that you were talking about how you couldn't pay your bills or this or that, you know. And sometimes you don't even realize you're like, oh, I'm trying to be an open book. or And then you're like, well, no, you didn't ask them anything about themselves. They right. didn't really feel that you were interested in, in them. All you did was talk about yourself, all those things. Oh my God. But like online dating, you never know
0: because nobody ever does. you. No, you would you. never know. So, you're the one who's got, you've got the inside information. Right, so right. Your, which
1: is. Which inside is a,
0: advantage. Yes. Okay. So tell me, what would you want? Cause you've got a seven and a nine-year-old. So like knowing, I mean, I it's so funny. Like when people are like, Landon's going to be out of your house in like four years, I'm like, shut up. I want him to live with me forever. I want I him. Know. I want my son to live with me forever. And he, his wife can move in. Um, right. what, 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 like when you look at your boys, like, what do you want to teach them about marriage and relationships, like based on everything, you know, or what are you trying to teach them?
1: Yeah, just, um, having your best friend by your side that treats you with respect that it's a partnership it's a give and a take and you know you you do have to work hard all relationships right parents family members there are fights there are conflicts you work it out you don't you know give up at the drop of a hat but then if you've worked on things you don't need to Day because it's not the right person either. Um, and I really just would love them to know that they they need to find their best friend, their forever person, that you're gonna be in life forever through ups and downs, but you're gonna, you know, hold each other up, you're gonna treat each other with respect. There's gonna be love and kindness and just a a friendship like no other. That's that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. Tell me like, what is, I'm sure you've seen everything. So, so what, well, first of all, I mean, I don't know if you know, even know if you have this information, but what is your success rate in terms of like when you meet people and you get them together and all that? Yeah. So, I mean, we don't
1: take on everyone as a client if we weren't able to help someone. I mean, it's all about reputation in our business and we're not going to take somebody on if we don't feel we could help them. So, um, we have come up with an 86% success rate that will introduce our clients to someone that they date for six months or longer. Okay. So eight out of 10 or so find the one that they're, you know, with.
0: Right. And how many of those result in like marriages? I mean, some of them, some of them probably don't even, they're not always looking to get married. Maybe they just want a partner, you know, or somebody to date for a term.
1: Yeah, not always do they want to be married. Um, they just want, like, companionship, live together. Do, do they not necessarily need to be married again if they've been married in the past or something like that? But uh, first time around, second time around, you know, typically they do want to get married. So, I mean, we have, you know, uh, thousands of marriages under our belt in, in 27 years.
0: Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: so, I mean, I don't know. Percentage out of the 86, I maybe, you know, 50%
0: married. Okay. end up getting married. Okay. Yeah. And what would you, cause now you've, you, you've seen, now you've seen both sides, right? You see the dating side, right? You're, you're a married lady. I'm a married lady. What would you, and then some things don't work out. Sometimes you match make people. It doesn't work out. You don't know, right. you know? Um, but what, what do you think of the, like a marriage killer is? Cause I feel like right now, especially in this pandemic, we are like going crazy. I was just telling you that my husband was on a phone call and he's on a phone call following me around the house, having the phone call. And I'm like, I can't get away from him. He's on a phone call following me around. <laughs> it's like yeah, pandemic is a marriage killer yeah pandemic we've is never
1: a... seen this before and i never want to see it again a hundred i'm not i'm all done I know. i'm all done with it let's yeah. all get the shot i don't know let's figure it out let's all be done with this because oh gosh, it's too it's much it's a kill it's a marriage killer the pandemic is a marriage killer pandemic. but you know like not focusing not being able to give time and focus on your relationship and um you know, 20 years in a mirror, like you have to make the time for the other person, have the date nights, have the alone time,
0: show someone. So being too busy to being too busy with work or distracted and not willing to kind of put together at some point.
1: Yeah. Whether it's At night, when you put the kids to bed and you sit and you, you know, kind of watch a show together and hold hands and and relax together, like whatever your special time is, but making that special time, you know, uh, uh, every month, uh, a, a date night or more, whatever you can do, but making some special time for yourself. If it's all about work and family and your kids. And and then, you know, there's nothing left. You have to just make more of an effort for the two of you to, you know, reconnect and, and, and talk and spend quality fun time, whether it's a hike or a picnic or a kayak or a paddle, you know, whatever you guys like to do together. Um, But just reconnecting something you can do together.
0: And I think that's hard too, because you're right. In the pandemic, it's not like we're like going on all these dates, or even yeah, wanted yeah. to, it, right? I I even like started kind of doing. There's in like on Wednesday nights, my daughter has like a little game night with um her church, and yeah. so I said to my husband, okay, let's let Landon also get on. During that time, and then like Wednesday nights, we try to like sit at the kitchen island. He cook he cooks most of the meal, and I like I plan all the meals, and he cooks them. So yeah. I sit like at the kitchen island, like I'm like at his restaurant kind of, and we yeah will sit there and have our cocktails and like catch up on things. It's good. a really good thing. I f- I feel like that was something yeah. we kind of carved out for ourselves because even sometimes at night we're just like too tired, it's too tired yeah. to even watch a show or like sure. get into a movie. We can't even watch a home movie. We're so damn tired.
1: Sure, so sure. Like I mean like life-
0: other other ways. And we started working out together. Right. Um, Which I think was really it's good. To, we, got, we, start, we started realizing we had a common enemy, which was the girl on the screen trying to make us do things. So then together we hated her while we would work out. And it was very, I'd be like, I hate her. And he'd be like, I hate her too. You know, and, we'd be, <laughs> and it was so funny. But you do, you have to find your ways yeah. during this time because it, it is, this is driving us all bananas this time. Right. You know, like being on top of each
1: each other other all the time. Being on top of each other is, it's, it's, it's killing everyone.
0: And what is it like to work with your mother? I'm going rogue and asking you this because I can't even, my mother and I might kill each other. So I, I want to know how it is working with your mom. You know, we're super close. I feel like we're good together. I
1: mean, we have separate offices. We're not always together, but I feel like we're a good team. Like, I feel like I have a different generational look on things and she obviously started and created this amazing business. So I look up to her immensely and and she has made me into the workhorse that I am, just like provide, be successful, you know. And uh, uh, and I've seen her work so hard at building this business and I've kind of been her right hand for, you know, a, a long time. And so I mean, we have always worked well together. I mean, even when I was little and I was just like doing mailers and flyers and she would just always keep me busy and like, teach me, um, that you have to work, you have to provide, nothing is free. I'm not going to give you anything. And that I'm also teaching that to my boys, you know, whether it's, it's doing things around the house or giving back, you know, to the community or, or whatnot, but just, um, you know, she's just, she's taught me to work hard and, and we work, we do work well together. She's, she's, um, she's a hard woman. She wants you to work even harder than you possibly thought you could work. Yeah. Bless you. And I was and, to sneeze
0: into, into the microphone. Sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you know, she's like, she texts me in the middle of the night Like, I'm like, mom, don't you sleep? Like, come on, give me a break. So I have to turn my phone on silent while I sleep because she texts me like whenever she thinks of something, it's like three in the morning. And so then I'll wake up to 15 texts. So there's, you know, she's no filter. She, I am on 24 seven as her workhorse, (laughs) but you know, we have good personality where I I know how to handle her. Yeah, doesn't rub me the wrong way. I, I just get it. Like, that's how she is and i'll get to you at eight when i you know get to
0: work You keep your boundary <laughs> you gotta
1: up. just take yeah. that for the way it is i'm not gonna i'm not gonna start working at six in the morning sorry
0: i mean i think that's <laughs> you keep your boundary up because she's gonna come at you any time of day <laughs> yeah okay and well, i'll just respond
1: when i'm able to mom
0: totally what's next for you guys what are you guys working on
1: We are working, you know, years in the making, but we have a relationship dating book coming out. And it should be, it should be released by summer, we're hoping. But I'm just excited to spread the word, you know, what we've learned in all our years in business and just trying to help, you know, single people, how do you meet the the right person, tips and tricks and things we've learned around, along the way. So that should be coming out soon. So we're super excited about that. And I didn't talk much about our, our charity event, but we we do love to give back. We have annual biannually uh Uh, charity events that we just raise money and we give back to homeless and needy youth through Safe Place for Youth. And that's in Venice Beach, California. And it just, you know, we're trying to give them a little more. They're they're a great organization that helps home placement and job placement and things like that. So we just try to raise money and and give back and, and help out. And my mom actually started that. And I've kind of, you know, um, worked with her, you know, I think the last 22 years she's, she's ran that nonprofit and I've helped her along the way, but she actually kind of grew up homeless and, and from house to house friends, Your and mom. Family. my mom. Yeah. Really? She was a really young mom. And, um, she just, uh, just did not enjoy her home life. So she just kind of lived with, friends and family and whoever would take her in. And she always, you know, had a place, but she didn't really consider she had a home. So she just she one want, always wanted to give back in that way. So we were helping orphanages for a while and then they started shutting them all down. So then we found this organization, Safe Place for Youth. And it just it helps, you know, kids on the street and kids that, you know, are going from foster homes and don't have really a place and, and, and um, they just kind of give back and help uh, in different ways. So we love to do that. I love to, you know, show my kids that you got to give back and you got to help the less fortunate because we are so blessed to, to have what we have. Absolutely. We've never had to be that needy and just to see it um, in person and, and, you know, it makes you want to help the less
0: fortunate. Absolutely. T- tell me, what do you think the biggest, because your mom sounds like an incredibly resilient she is. woman. I guess she's charging through life because you know what? She learned that's how you survive. What do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned from her about resilience?
1: Never give up. That nothing is easy. Nothing comes easy. You got to work your ass off for anything that you have because she came from that as well. So she really just taught me you know, nobody's going to take care of you. You got to take care of yourself. You got to provide, you got to go after what you want and don't give up until you get there.
0: Cause she really sounds like she has like kind of built this whole life for herself, right? Based on that. And then found something she's super passionate about and she's still passionate about to this day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is her baby Her her company is her baby. And I I never see her retire, but I know know, she's passing over the reins to me. She's in Mammoth for a month. She's enjoying herself and her life with her husband. And you know, and I'm taking over, you know, the day-to-day. And so I know she'll pass over, but I I she'll always be a part. Like this is her baby. She loves it. She loves being able to do what she does. And so she'll never step back. She's too busy. She's like the energizer bunny that'll never never stop.
0: Oh my god, I love that. That's so awesome. <laughs> All right, it's time for the speed round. This is the fun part. This is my okay. favorite part of the whole thing. What is your cocktail of choice, Tammy? Margaritas. Margarita. Woo! Even even in the winter?
1: Yeah, I I I make a mean margarita. I used to work at a Mexican restaurant from Whoa. like 18 to 25 and I make a mean They actually call it a tamarita.
0: What is in this tamarita?
1: You know, it's just strong. (laughs) It's It's good silver tequila, triple sack, margarita mix, fresh lime juice. You know, um, if you've got a little Grand Marnier,
0: that's it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what is a mantra or quote that you live by?
1: I tell my boys all the time, especially when they're fighting each other, treat people the way you want to be treated. Do you want to get hit? No. (laughs) <laughs> do, would you want somebody to hit you? No. So, and just words to live by. Treat people yeah. the way you would like them to treat you.
0: Yes, that's so true. <laughs> uh, what simple thing do you do, like a self care tip? Because God knows we all need self care right now.
1: You know, I really, I really love getting outside and playing baseball with my boys, playing catch with my boys, um, and just bonding and 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 playing with them outside, just the fresh air and the vitamin D from the sun, just being outdoor and nature and doing something that we can all do together. I just, I love it. I do it daily.
0: I love that. What makes you feel unstoppable? Just growing this business
1: and having success and making successful matches for my clients um, and just growing, growing, growing and just wanting to be bigger and better and more offices and more connections and more clients. And, uh, it just, it, it makes me, makes me feel good. makes me feel like I've accomplished something and I'm giving back and I'm, you know, just, uh, makes me feel happy that I'm able to do this every day and just not giving up. I just, I'm reaching higher and higher and higher. And, and then when I get there, even higher.
0: I love that you're, you're, you're spreading the love. That's what you're really doing. Um, who do you most admire? I gotta say
1: my mama Sita. I mean, of she, course. She's incredible. She's taught me everything I know about, you know, business and running this business. And I'm just grateful to her. She is such a hardworking woman and she's just taught me how you got to work hard. Nothing's coming for free. You really just got to work every day and show your kids that, you know, you got to work your buns off to provide and be successful. And um, yeah, she's, she's just an incredible woman. And and I am grateful to her for, for starting this company. And that I'm able to help her every day and uh, work with her every day and help people. So yeah, she's my biggest fan. I'm yeah.
0: her biggest fan. Yeah, well, I think I think you probably are each other's biggest fan. Um, what's exciting you the most right now?
1: Um, I have been really excited with the finishing touches of getting our book out there. We've been working on it for—I mean, I feel like I've been writing this for five years. So it's like something we've been working on for a long time that we're like finally getting finished and getting it out there. So super excited! I will have to let you know. Can you, you tell us the title or no? Uh, not yet. It's it's okay. title is like the last work in progress, but I oh, okay. will. I'll okay. keep you posted.
0: Okay. Yeah. You gonna You gotta let us know when it comes out, so we for know- sure. Okay, Tammy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank wow. you. It was so fun. I love the window into the dating world, and yes. and knowing that you're there, I'm gonna have to. I I think my single friends who are her listening, and all our other single people. Um, may have to contact you, Tammy. I feel like you really could help some people right now, even in the pandemic. Yes. Yeah.
1: Anybody that's interested, you know, give me a call, reach out. Yeah, I'd we'll love put to all explain everything.
0: Yeah. And people to get in contact with you. Yeah.
1: Would love to help anyone.
0: I'd love it. Okay, thank you for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a positive review. This is Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye, guys.